calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Brodnick. I'm Sue Smith. And we, we love scams. Things. Guys, we love scams. We love you. We love Welcome. you. Katie could not stay away another week, so she is back. You guys, I'm back. I was going to technically take a break, but what's the point? <laughs> but she can't. Where am she I? Can't. I'm in COVID. Where am I going to go? What are you going to do? You got nothing else to do. What am I going to do? But I also love you guys. And we had an amazingly, incredibly sad scam sent to us by a listener. But we had to get it to you people. The we people. have to get yeah. it to our friends, to our journalist community. We yeah. just, we need to talk about it. Yeah. So today's episode is a crossover with the gentlemen, Matt and Sai from Heist Podcast, um, where they cover heists every week. And they're going to do a heist for us. And then we're going to do an incredibly sad for you guys. So creepy. So creepy that I said, Sue Smith, don't do any more research on this. I'll do it for you. I, I was traumatized first. Let me take it and you enjoy that sweet, lovely little baby of yours. <laughs> that sweet, sweet, loud baby. <laughs> the loud baby who never sleeps. Mm-mm. Never sleeps. How, what else is going on in your life? Sue? We So he was crying all night and oh. we called the doctor because like he cries and he kicks his legs up. Like mm-hmm. he's, tr- he's and he grunts, he and he grunts, and I'm like, he's trying to push out a poop. He's trying to it is. like he's allergic to something that we're feeding him. Yeah, it, he must be allergic. And we call the doctor, and the doctor's like, it's colic. He's colicky. I'm like, not my baby. He's got an allergy. It's probably a gluten allergy. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, when you think you have a gluten allergy, don't wait 25 years. <laughs> I need that diagnosed now. My California baby will have a gluten allergy. <laughs> it's my baby and I want it now. I agree. I think, yes, bless these doctors. I'm sure they're doing amazing work. But if you have an instinct and an intuition, I know so many moms listening, it's happened with them as well, where they just have this feeling something doesn't sit right. Um, They Googled the symptoms themselves that the doctor says it is, but something's not right. Just trust your gut because you are the expert on your child. Your child literally came out of your body. There's no, you know, 
there's unless it was a loving a loving situation where you have lots of your paperwork and it's a adoptive or foster situation but even then the mother is with the child all the time so it's yours you you know there are signs if something's off trust yourself yeah He's got his mom's poop jeans, unfortunately. Yeah, you guys. Sue's constipated. We know. It's old news. We know. <laughs> it's old news, and it's so old. is my baby. <laughs> you know, your baby is incredibly current, and I think we have to take his current state of constipation seriously. Thank you. What is going on in your life? How are you doing? I don't know. I need to find a new therapist. I've been sort of coasting with my psychiatrist, so I need to find a talk mm. therapist. Um, if anyone and- has cheap recommendations. <laughs> if anybody therapists. wants to call me and give me tons of free advice, <laughs> I'll take it. We yes. just dole it out on this podcast all week. So, you know, I'll take some too. But yeah, I need I need to get a better therapist. I am learning a lot on TikTok though. Okay. Remember I was on here <laughs> a year ago That's saying your how- therapist. It, Currently, it is like saying how much I don't like yeah. TikTok. It was too confusing. Well, there's a there is a child speech pathologist on TikTok who's dancing as she's explaining things. So it really works for my personality. And there was this great technique about kids learning to draw and speak. And so I'm learning ways to help my son via TikTok. It's blowing my mind. I did not think I would learn about ways you could help a three-year-old on TikTok. TikTok knew the second I had a baby because now my feed is entirely parent TikTok. It's crazy. It's the best. All right, you guys, I hope that you love our interview, love our chat with Matt and Sai and check out Heist Podcast. Yes, enjoy. All right, you guys, we are here with Matt and Cy from Heist Podcast, and we cannot wait to get into what they have in store for us. They have quite the story for us, and we're relieved. We're so glad. I mean, this is like right in everyone's wheelhouse. You guys are going to adore them because this is our stuff. This is our material. Guys, please welcome Simon and Matt. Hello. Do we say hello? Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're really excited. Thank you for uh, this 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 new experiment in podcasting combinations. (laughs) I love it. We're so excited to have you guys. We're excited to listen to what you've brought. I will say I will say that we tried to get this club going right at the beginning of COVID and then COVID happened and we're like, what is life? But then we all got yeah, blame COVID. Blame COVID. And then we all got acclimated to podcasting like this. Exactly. <laughs> we're like, here we go. Let's do and this. We're digital people. We're not even real people anymore. We're just these We're like, not real people. None of us. No. 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 We're not living real no. lives anymore. We're just recording. Me and Matt, like it was funny at the start because like Matt and I like always did them face to face. And then like over Zoom mm-hmm. You're like, how is this good? Like, everything is broken. This is never going to work. You know what I mean? And then it's like, now you just kind of know. And you just do it. And you're like, oh, everything's yeah, broken. Everything <laughs> in my life is broken. Exactly. Yeah, the world is broken. <laughs> this feels safe. I'm going to be so resentful when I have to do things in person again. Oh, my God. It's hard. Man. I'm anxious hard. about yes. that, you guys. I am nervous. If I don't show up for things, people are going to judge me because I'm getting comfortable. I'm getting some Stockholm syndrome. I haven't worn <laughs> jeans in a year. Yeah. Just cozy at home. <laughs> it is easy to just overly nest. Do you know what I mean? Ah, like, oh yeah, overly. Oh, it's like yeah. it's kind of hard to leave the house. I got to admit, getting dressed and driving somewhere. There was the FOMO. The the FOMO used to kind of drive it a lot of the times. Like you're like, yeah. well, I gotta go. It could be really cool, and you know, a lot of the times it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, but at least I got out. <laughs> Every couple of days, my husband will be like, "Did you uh, want to go for a walk today?" Or <laughs> 
You want to do something? My husband's always asking if I would like to leave the house. And I'm like, no, not ever again. Not really. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I've got cable. Where are the chips? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, okay, so yes. let's get started with our first scam. Okay. This is going to be fun. We're kind of doing a combo podcast here. So we're really excited. Scams and heists kind of go hand in hand. We're, you know, we don't mean to step on your toes or anything, but we might have covered a scam before on our podcast. Yeah. And there's so many. We might have covered a heist. <laughs> we might have. So this is going to be great. We're really excited. Um, one thing that you need to know about the heist podcast is that anyone who comes on, like me and look at me and Matt, like tough guys, you can tell we're seasoned, yeah. seasoned criminals. Sure. And our, Rough, our, rugged, our listeners expect scary. a certain level of criminal to come onto the podcast and talk heists with us. So we need to ask, Great. do either of you have a heist story from your past to share? Ooh. I'm a con artist. <laughs> she is a con artist. I'm a, a baby heist this is for great. you. But... That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you steal a baby? I is that, is that what it <laughs> No, is? I, so I could I'm never in. steal a baby. They're too loud. <laughs> no, when I was in high school, uh, for like a few weeks, stealing was a cool thing. You know, I don't know if everybody went through that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. one time, one time I st- it's still kind of cool. cool. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> I kind of admire really. Okay. One time I me. stole a chapstick from the Gap. Gapstick. A chapstick from the Gap. Yeah. Was it Gap branded chapstick? A Gapstick. Yeah, they used to sell like perfume and chapstick and they dabbled in makeup for a little bit. Body oh, spray. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came yeah. in little square boxes. Yeah, yeah. And yes. I thought it was very cool because The Gap was like a very cool place. Oh, to yeah. It was a, this was when there was all those <laughs> swing music uh, commercials. Do you remember yes. that? That was a big moment yes. for The Gap. Oh, yeah. There. It was fancy. It was a fancy place, The Gap. Did you, did you get away with it? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> what about you, Caitlin? Anything, anything or purely oh, on the straight and narrow? I've conned. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I've conned my sister since she was born. I've conned my husband into <laughs> marrying me. I've conned. Um, I I still accidentally steal things all the time. And I mean accidentally. Like, I will put things. I use my baby stroller as, like, my shopping cart. And I'll put things, like, in the folds right. of the accordion stroller. And I leave and there's, like, a jar of honey or, a, you know, a, a greeting card I've taken accidentally. Like, I've stolen many things. And then. She's a honey thief. She's a honey thief. I'm a honey thief. <laughs> Deep in my heart. And then, I mean, if you, any of our episodes, I've conned you, Sue. I think I don't, I just, I can't, I can't help it. It's in my nature. It's just who she is. This is a lie okay. right now. I'm not even alive. Well, this, this, is, this is like a weekend at Bernie's situation. This is wonderful. I think you guys are both absolutely 100% qualified. Our listeners will appreciate your uh, credentials. Should we get into some right. stories? Let's do it. All right. Okay, for this very special episode, we decided to find something that was in, you know, across both boards, a scam and a heist. It's probably more of a a scam fraud scenario, but it's a story we just couldn't pass up and perfect, perfect occasion to read it. This comes in from the great publication Click2 Houston, which we follow religiously. (laughs) Esteemed heist news from Click2Houston.com. Yeah, it sounds esteemed. The headline reads, Bruno Mars impersonator scams Texas woman out of $100,000. Case has ties to Houston. Oh, man. Oh, no. That woman is embarrassed. (laughs) Bruno Mars is a tad embarrassing in some ways. And then an impersonator is is a tough look. Bruno Mars is is embarrassing on his own. (laughs) A 65-year-old North Texan woman is out $100,000 after she fell in love with someone pretending to be Bruno Mars, the famous entertainer. There's a lot of questions there right away. Yeah, this is. Uh, it seems like they were kind of. I don't know. Sixty-five. Maybe not asking for it, but uh, 
Harris County cybercrimes prosecutor said someone overseas befriended her on Instagram, convinced her that he was Bruno Mars, and then he needed help for his touring <laughs> expenses. <laughs> so she's not only in love with Bruno Mars, she's in love with needy yeah. Bruno Mars. Yeah. She's like Poor. a caregiving. <laughs> Poor, Br- Poor Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. She wants to she support that him. Side of him. See, it's, it goes deeper than the money with, with her affection for Bruno Mars. Yeah. Her whole life, yeah. West Africa or China, I've seen them come back to Iran, even North Korea on occasion, said Keith Houston, a Harris County assistant district attorney with the Cyber Crimes Division. According to the court documents, a man identified himself as Bruno Man, pretty what? close, <laughs> promised he was quitting his current tour to be with her. Aww. Oh, man. Oh, man. Authorities oh, said man. Basil, Amadi, uh, and, oh, man, Chinwendu. Azuwu are two men in Houston who opened up the, the two different bank accounts where the woman was instructed to send money, one check for $10,000 and another one for $90,000. So wait a second. Okay, here's the thing I don't understand, though, is like if this is poor Bruno Mars, he needs to borrow. What yeah. does what's the hundred thousand dollars for his tour? He needs money to pay for his tour because, you know, that's how big musicians work. To start his life over to give her gifts, you know, to pay college debt. Who knows what poor Bruno has? <laughs> Imagine having a hundred thousand dollars just laying around that you can send to Bruno Mars, like having Bruno Mars money. That's a good point. <laughs> we should all be so lucky to have a Bruno Mars account that we just like keep padded just in case Bruno needs us. Yes. His name was Bruno Man. It was even Bruno Mars. <laughs> well, he's like, look, to everyone else, I'm on Mars, but to you, man. I'm a I'm man. your man. I'm your Bruno man. <laughs> Imagine if you were like your friend one day was like, uh, you know, what are you up to? It's like, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I felt I'm helping out Bruno Mars. He's coming into some fine up situation. He's so. my Bruno man. We're in love. We're and- in love. I'm supporting his international tour because his, yeah. his label can't front the money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I want to see this episode of Catfish for sure. <laughs> I'm just reading the comments on this article <laughs> they're very funny she said seriously if she was competent enough to operate the phone computer facebook instagram then she should be able to spot a scam really bruno mars is going to quit his tour with, to be with a 65 year old woman why not inquire to his fan club his official website no sympathy here <laughs> she's mad that she wasn't requested she's offended because she is a running member of the fan club and the website yeah. Also, if she's smart enough to have $100,000 in cash sitting in her bank account, it's weird that she would fall for this, too. I know. But who can say? It can't be. It could be her money. It could be like a lawsuit money because she like her leg ran into a police officer. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I don't know it's, the logistics. Her leg is just like a dog and it bit a police officer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got hit by a mail truck. She, yeah, yeah, who knows where her leg's been? So she could make that money anywhere. Who's yeah. a celebrity that if a celebrity reached out to you and was like, turns out I'm actually broke. Can I borrow some cash? Do you have Ooh, a celebrity in your mind you'd do that damn. for? Damn. Who would I give my extra $1,000 to? <laughs> I know, my- <laughs> oh, my God. But we would be like, look, I have 25 a week. And that's all I have. <laughs> that's all I also, can do. Also, why are you friends with me? <laughs> I love you. Yeah, I'll support your you Patreon. You haven't responded to any of my other text messages. Damn. Do you have, do you have one, Katie? It would probably be like Joanna Newsom, okay. who's like a uber celebrity and super rich. But like, I think she's like the most amazing little artist. That's funny because I was going to say Ani DeFranco. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like some female musician artist. From the 90s that I love. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Life's hard. Art is when you'd hard. be like, yo, ask your super rich husband for some money, Joanna. Ooh. Right. That's the thing. That's why I was like, I don't think that one would work on me because I know he's doing great. His, <laughs> his movie just won it like Sundance for like the most paid for movie ever. Like I think they're really? fine. But yeah, it would have to. So maybe it would be like a woman scorned musically that I related to via song. Lady, <laughs> then, Lady Gaga? but so maybe she related to bruno via song like maybe hers also was a music connection and she heard the song treasure and was like i'm his treasure has to be a that's a fact to take my treasure wait do you guys have celebrities that you would give your extra money to i was just trying to think that too i'm trying to think of people that i'm like oh man you're fighting the good fight you know what i mean because i think that's where my head goes to like i'm already i'm married with children i'm not really that into like starting up a relationship of any sort of romantic level. So it would be someone I think more that I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're important to the world yeah. of music that I believe in or whatever it is. Yes. But yeah. It would be like a Bernie, Bernie. Sanders of music. Yeah. <laughs> like- oh, <man. laughs> Who is the Bernie Sanders of music? That's a tough question. Can't you see him like DMing you on Instagram asking for like money for yes. new mittens or something? Oh <laughs> Yes. Hundred percent. Wasn't that basically part of his campaign? It was just a picture of, like, a video of him just being like, "I need money, guys. Help me out here." Permittance. Yeah. Permittance. For me, it'd have to be some kind of pity base where I feel like someone had a bad run, like uh, R.I.P. Samuel Power Screech. Or uh, do you watch that ooh. Britney documentary? That's another one that I was like, mm. "Oh my gosh." Yeah. That was dark. I chuck her some yeah. cash. We haven't. I haven't watched it because we just did it. We just just covered yeah. it. Because I'm I'm very disturbed really by her, <laughs> so I'm like pacing it's myself. Very sad. very sad. I would give money you know to Britney. I, feel bad? I would give money for Britney. I, Britney. Yeah. Or like, what about like a backup singer from like Mariah Carey's first tour that she scorned, right. or like the other musicians of No Doubt? Like I'm just trying to think of like other things in the '90s where we have a <laughs> Kevin Federline, <laughs> LFO. Yeah. Like one of those guys had cancer. Like are there things happening? Yeah. This is specifically like for millennials to be listening. Like you're just like they they right. had such a good hit and it died after that. Yeah, they have a, <laughs> the cores. They have a GoFundMe for the cardigans. Have a GoFundMe for their cancer fund. Sure, I'm gonna give to it. Wait, Matt, I cut you off. Who was who would yours be? Oh, I said, uh, oh yeah, Samuel Powers, and also maybe uh, another nerd from the '90s. Um, uh, the guy who was family, the Family Matters nerd. Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. He could yeah. use a couple bucks. <laughs> but he's got producer money by exactly. now, I think. You I think? think he's doing great. Well, that's a good, that's a good uh, piece of heist news, scam news, Matt. Yes, thank good you. Good fine. Should we get into the main heist? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, Scam Wow team, Zai, today we're telling the story of Theodore J. Conrad. It's a real short and sweet little heist story. We've we've kind of had it on the list for a while, but it was it wasn't exactly thick enough to cover as a full one. So this is this is a perfect opportunity to tell this story, and uh, it's also got a mysterious ending, which is which is always a good time. Great. All right, let's get into it. So Theodore, who we're going to call Teddy, was born in 1949 in Denver, and he was an army brat. So he and his family kind of traveled across the states as they were growing up. And when Ted was in elementary school, his parents got divorced and Ted and his sister went with their mom. They moved into a house in Lakewood, Ohio, where his mom remarried a guy named Ray who had two kids of his own. I can already smell the, the tension with Ray. Oh, man. The stepdads always have names like Ray. 
Mm-hmm. It is a real good stepdad name. You're right. Ted is also a stepdad name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, you know, you're not my dad, Ted. <laughs> yeah. Let's just drag all the Ted's. <laughs> I know. Oh man, well, just all, all, Ted's. all Ted's have just signed Sorry, off. Ted. And Ray's, Ray's are pissed on us too. And stepdads. Yeah, they hate us now. Yeah. <laughs> In high school, Ted was a pretty normal kid. Some of his former classmates said he was kind of the, he was quiet and polite, but semi-ambitious. It goes back and forth between if he was popular or not, depending on who you ask. But he seemed like he was a a relatively kind of nice guy. You'd see, it sounds like, you know, that kid you'd see in class who was totally cool, normal. You'd like be science partners with him, but you'd never really hang out with him. After school, never kind of full blown friendship mm-hmm. level. Yeah, never get never quite evolves to the full full blown friendship. He did have a girlfriend in high school, and so he was semi normal kid, a very bright too, IQ of one hundred and thirty five, um, and yeah, he's, he was he was having a good time in high school. One thirty five, mm-hmm. not bad. So fast forward to nineteen sixty nine. Ted went to New England College, a small liberal arts school near Concord, New Hampshire, where his father was assistant professor. Not Ted, real father. After retiring from the military, excuse me, Ted even became the freshman president. But for unknown reasons, after his first semester, he transferred to night classes at a community college. A little bit Hmm. strange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get away from his dad, maybe? Yeah, why? Mm. Uh, During this time, Ted took a a job outside of school, probably paid tuition. And it was at the Public Square headquarters of Society National Bank. And the other bank employees were really impressed by Ted. He was... He was just on the ball, very bright, very dedicated worker. And they all saw potential in Ted. They were, they were for sure, if you wanted to it, if you wanted to do it, they were confident he'd be able to climb the ranks of the bank. No sweat. This kid's got a future in banking. But mm-hmm. outside of work, Ted started to act kind of weird around his friends. And one, this is amazing. One big reason for this was that he became super obsessed with the 1968 movie, The Thomas Crown Affair, starring Steve McQueen, <laughs> which is like, like Star Wars, I, Star so Wars I get, there's like a deep universe of creatures and stuff like that. But like The Thomas Crown Affair is a little bit like, it's a one dimensional crime story. You know what I mean? Like how many times? Very can niche. You, yeah. How many times can you yeah. rewatch that movie? Uh, so he watched it over and over and over and keep in mind, he works at a bank. So, you know, if you're his friends, you're like, this is, this is pointing to a pretty weird ending. Um, and he slowly started transforming into kind of the Ohio version of Thomas crown, who was a real, real cool dude, playboy type. He started playing pool. He showed off that he could speak fluent French, which I can't imagine was a very popular trait in, uh, Ohio at the time. (laughs) And uh, he drove around in like this two seater MG sports car. He's like kind of transforming. This is like a quarter life crisis. He's turning into like cool Ted. here. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. about cool Ted at work. He was kind of known as a jokester, kind of a prankster, if you will. Always good. Good guy to have. A bank. <laughs> I love my funny bank guy. Always. I need that in a bank. Yeah, exactly. Banker. Yeah. I get he's good with numbers, but you need to be good with my jokes. Yeah. Bad news, you lost a lot of money on the stock market, but check out my piano tie. <laughs> <laughs> good news, there's a quarter behind here. Now that's a magician, but still, I'll take a magician. I did take so, a, fun. a magician banker as well. Magician banker. They, they were all into this guy. He, so he worked directly in the bank's cash vault, and his main job was packing up cash to be shipped out to uh, different locations. So he's directly working with huge stacks wow. of cash. And during that, he would, you know, crack jokes about 
how bad the security was there. And, you know, if, if old Teddy wanted, he could just walk out of the store, walk out of the bank with a bunch of money. No one even know. Damn. Classic, hilarious joke. Everyone laughing. But, uh, <laughs> the funniest of all the jokes. Classic yeah. Ted. Yeah. His opportunity came the second week of July when his supervisor was hospitalized for surgery. And, uh, you know, <laughs> when the cat's away, the... The opportunity exactly, we all yeah. wait for. Oh, good. You got that, <laughs> I hospitalized you got that herniated disc. I'm going to go now and rob the <laughs> yeah. bank. And so while his boss was recovering, Ted was uh, just left to do his thing, completely unsupervised, literally surrounded by stacks and stacks of cash all day in a very loose, low security wow. bank vault. So this is crazy. A guy who loves a Thomas Crown affair, no one overseeing him, hanging out, just surrounded by money. So Ted's 20th birthday was coming up. So he decided, you know, maybe he'd get himself a little, little something, something. And that brings us to the main heist. Yeah. Wow. He was only I know, 20. crazy. Yeah. Friday, July 11th, 1969. Ted nice. came to work like any other day. He started working away in the vault, counting the money. At lunch, he went to the store and bought himself uh, a bottle of Canadian club whiskey and a carton of Marlboros. Just a classic <laughs> birthday treat. We all do this on our birthdays, I'm sure. How many smokes was he planning to smoke that day? What a scumbag. <laughs> a carton. I've also only seen a carton in like a duty free. So I don't know where he was getting. Like, it sounds like he just went to an airport to get his like he hangs out an airport. regular lunch. Yeah. yeah. Who hangs out an airport? That's the weird thing. That should have been the tip off. This is cool Ted, man. He drinks whiskey, smokes Marlboro. Cool, cool guy. Loves airports. So when he came back into the bank, he made a sort of a spectacle of his purchases. He says it's all in like this big, large brown paper bag. And he's like, you know, Teddy's got himself a birthday <laughs> gift. Check it out, guys. Got this whiskey, got smokes. This is what I do for myself. Oh, God. This is such a tryhard 20 year old. <laughs> yep. Jeez. Uh, and he, he did make a full. Yeah, he just kind of showed everyone that he had this bag, this big bag that had whiskey and smokes in it. And it's, it's literally that simple. After lunch, he went back in the vault and continued packing the cash for the day. And at the end of the shift, Ted signed out of work, said goodbye to his coworkers, walked out of the bank with his big paper bag that had a bottle of whiskey, a carton of cigarettes, and deep down in the bottom, $215,000 in cash, which would be about $1.5 million yeah. in today's money. Bingo, bango. Damn, Ted. The Teddy crown affair just got uh, pulled off. Damn, Ted. Wow, that's what you do. You talk about your big bag all day long. You really like yeah. pump up that bag belief. And then you that's where you put your money. Nothing to see here, guys. Just my smokes and my bourbon. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Subtle. That's why this bag's so big. I think yeah. he, when you're around money all day, you're counting money all day. Sometimes you're just like, I need the money. You know, yeah. this is my money. <laughs> I wonder if it just becomes a thing like stuff. It's like, this is just stuff. Yeah. This is paper. I don't Not care. Not a thing. Yeah. Also, we've had a bunch of like scammers and people that are pretty pissed off at how stupid other people are that are in charge of security yeah. like we've had people that are just frustrated with how dumb and how naive other people can be so you go like watch watch me take this all from you because you're a bunch of idiots and if he's that smart if he's that it seemed bothered and he had so much free time he's like really downing the thomas crown affair he probably was like watch i'll do it uh easiest heist i think we've ever covered just walked into a vault walked out with the money and quite a lot that's God. that's a lot of cash for you know 1969 um, yeah. so the aftermath, this is the, you know, this is, this is kind of what happens after he walks, leaves the bank. So immediately after Ted left the bank, he went to his apartment, he packed up. This is like the, you know, the evening after he walks out with the money, goes to his apartment, packs up, says goodbye to his landlord, calls his girlfriend. He's like, Hey girl, 
Just going to this rock concert in Erie, Pennsylvania. I'll be back in a minute. I'll see you in a couple of days. Goes out, jumps in a cab, jumps on an airplane and takes off, vanishes, completely disappears. Wow. That you don't see yeah. very often. He probably burned off his fingerprints. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, that checks out. You, you got to get an offshore bank account. That's what he's yeah. doing. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's he long gone. He knows this stuff. And to make matters even luckier for him, his fare wasn't discovered until the following Monday. By that point, Ted had four days lead on everyone. So this is nuts. Oh, yeah. During yeah. a usual week, again, like a crime like this would be all over the news, but this was a super eventful news week. Apollo 11 was just about to launch. There's an invasion in Honduras. So the news got buried. And this story did not get out the way it usually does. I bet he knew that too. Because if an Apollo launch is about to happen, that's big news. These are things people are covering and waiting totally. for. He's so smart. He really thought about mm-hmm. this. So the FBI, they spent decades trying to find Ted. Now and again, they even look Whoa. through, even up to now at this point, they look through his family and friends' phone records, see any suspect calls. They have computer age photos of him. They have his fingerprints on file from, from work. So they have that. They have all the stuff they need to catch this dude, but they've never been able to track him down. Teddy Crown, AKA Teddy Conrad. He's still at large. He's still, they, they might've saw him in Hawaii once, once, which is awesome. Cause that means he did do the classic steal the money, move to a tropical place and live your life out there, which I'm hoping that's what Teddy did. Um, but now he's like 70. So who knows? I wonder Damn. how many, I wonder if he Good smoked job. all those Marlboros. Yeah. Oh, immediately before he <laughs> got like, on the plane. Yeah. Cranked and by that time he could afford so much plastic surgery. He could have like every identifier. Caitlin's removed. convinced that everyone who does a scam like yeah. this has their face changed, like with plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> they get a nose job, they get their fingerprints burned off and your money is in an offshore bank account. And that's how Bada you do it, guys. <laughs> if anybody wants more tips, I <laughs> free DM me. Maybe he got uh, like a, a Steve McQueen uh, job so he so he could look a little bit more like Steve McQueen and Thomas Turner yes. Fair. Yes, that makes sense. Um, I just quickly Googled, there was a mention of Erie PA, <laughs> which is an hour away from where <laughs> I'm from. So I quickly uh-huh. Googled. <laughs> Uh, this bank that he stole from was in Cleveland, which is very close to Erie. So it, so makes, it sense. makes sense. Yeah, that he would go to a concert in Erie. And it also makes sense that he would be in Hawaii afterwards because Erie has very bad winters. Oh, terrible. Yeah. It's funny what you said, Caitlin, about um, about like the the people who pull this off having kind of like a, a real disrespect for authority and stuff right. like that. Because I think another thing that we find a lot, too, it feels like a another version of is a lot of times they're really kind of charactery, like you know what I mean. Like it's it's weird because like we mm-hmm. find that a lot of the people who try to pull off heists have like a bit of a like want for notoriety. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there is kind of like yes. a yes. desire to be like I'm special. They want to show off yeah. how mm-hmm. they do. They want to show off how hard mm-hmm. they work. It's a sort of interesting. You know, it takes. I feel like it takes tons of man hours. It takes tons of planning. It takes tons of times. And instead of showing off like a dissertation, yeah. they're like, I did something illegal that could put me in jail forever. But I really want my I mom want to still be proud to know of me. I'm or cool. you know, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, they do. And also, there is this feeling. There's. There is sort of this like movie star Hollywood element to it all, too, that and I think we have that with a lot of our overseas con artists that pretend to be American um, superstars, sort of like the Bruno Mars situation of it all, that there's this rock star Mm -hmm. element of like, I'm just going to get away with murder or get away with money. And they do want to be idolized and worshipped. And then 
referenced in the future. I, we've had con artists from the 1800s who were just wanted to be the biggest badasses and well, sh- love showing he off. Stole, he was like, I'm just going to steal 215K and then down a carton of marbles and drink some whiskey. Like, <laughs> I'm such a badass. <laughs> Wait, guys, but he probably put a bunch of money inside the packet of of the each cigarette oh. pack, you could probably put a ton of money because oh, that makes it true. smaller. And then he could probably stuff. I don't know if he emptied his bottle out before, but you could stuff a bunch of money in that big thing of whiskey. Then you pad the rest of it. With it sounds like you've thought about this. <laughs> Guys, he's my dad. <laughs> Surprise. And you start posing as Bruno man. Bruno Mars. And start yep. <laughs> rip- Bruno yeah, man. Exactly. Start getting 100K. He should go with Bruno, <laughs> Bruno guy. guy. Bruno man's take. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I think this is a great scam. I'm obsessed with it. I love this scam. Because there's no... No one's no really one's harmed. Hurt. No. Exactly. No. And his girlfriend doesn't seem like they no. were that close anyway, or else she would have been... Because if you're spending all of that time watching the Thomas Crown Affair, you're not a nurturing no. man in your life. <laughs> you're not a supportive Working partner. on your French all the time. She's like, can we just... She's probably... No. Go yeah. out on a date. She's probably relieved. She's like, go to Erie. <laughs> go, Who cares? Go, go blow some steam. Bring me back a packet yeah, of smoke. Go blow up your carton. But yeah, no, I mean, listen, that great high story. Well done, Matt. Good, Thank good you guys. researching. Great story. Thank you, guys. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. This week's episode is sponsored by Helix Sleep. You know, new year, new you, new mattress. How about that? You're a queen and you deserve to sleep on a mattress fit for a queen or a king Or maybe you're a California king. You live in California and you're a king there. Visit helixsleep.com and check out what they've got. Helix Sleep is great. They sent me a mattress and it is the best mattress I've ever slept on, hands down. I have the Midnight Luxe and it's incredible. I'm not going to lie to you and say that I'm getting like groundbreaking sleep and I'm sleeping through the night because my child sleeps in a bassinet next to me and wails all night long. So I'm not getting good sleep, but I am very comfortable, if that makes sense. I'm very, I could get good sleep if I didn't have a child. Being a new mom and having this new mattress is a game changer. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Uh, this is great because I um, I sleep all kinds of ways. I'm like on my side, on my back, not on my stomach. That's not for me. Um, but uh, Helix diagnosed me as a midnight and that is my, and I know that I have the mattress that's best for that. Everybody's unique and Helix knows that, so they have several mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size folks. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a scammy mattress store again. It's great. I love, I genuinely love my Helix mattress. Thank God I have this because... It makes, it, it feels like my cradle, my bassinet of being a new mom, you know? Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. So just go to helixsleep.com slash scamwow, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. I'm... When I sleep, it is amazing. I will tell you that. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash scamwow. Again, it's up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows at helixsleep.com slash scamwow. Check it out. We're excited to hear about a scam from from you guys and and kind of talk about something that you've you yes. preempted us a, a little a little bit of warning about. Oh, this is the creepiest, saddest thing I've ever read. It's not, oh, no, it's not like Jones. It's not Jonestown level creepy. I think it is. Yeah, except there's no, okay. No one has like drunk the Kool-Aid and killed each other, but it's it might as well be. I'm going to start by saying trigger warning to anybody about like child abuse and 
basically just tons of child abuse. And what's really frustrating is that this scam, this is a constant scam that's happening right now. It hasn't been stopped. It hasn't really been altered at all. And they're getting away with it. So that's the toughest part of this. A listener initially notified this us of mm-hmm. this and she wrote, hey, podcast ladies. So today I was listening to the one episode about how Mormons and polygamists are scams and some things were thrown into the episode about cults and I just couldn't help myself. I had to message y'all. Well, I live in Valley Center, California, and there is a restaurant called the Yellow Deli that is literally run by a cult. I believe Whoa. they have two separate locations. Mm-hmm. One is in Valley Center and the other one is in Vista, about 30 minutes away. I go to Palomar College and it's fairly close. Anyway, going to this restaurant is the creepiest experience. They write the menu by hand on little pieces of paper. Super creepy. All the dudes that have man buns, the girls dress like in hippie slash Amish attire. It's mostly sandwiches with other strange menu additions. The workers don't get paid. The restaurants are just revenue stream for the cult. Everyone is aware it's run by a cult and just seems to be okay with it, which is so strange to me, even outside of the restaurant. At least the one in Vista, which I've been to, seems creepy. Google Yellow Deli Cult, and you can find some strange things about these people and their Christian sect cult, the 12 tribes community. Feels pretty scammy to me, and I thought it could possibly be an interesting topic with further research. Anyway, love the podcast. Best, Shannon. Shannon, you're right. Google, we did. (laughs) Oh, Shannon, this is an active cult. So this cult has sex all over the country, (laughs) all over the globe, guys. They're in Europe. They're in Australia. They are across continents. And um, I've read that they think there's at least 3000 people reported that are active in it, but I'm sure there's more. And it's and and also the Yellow Deli is still there are multiple Yellow Delis and sort of these like front shops that people are going to for healthy sandwiches. It's mainly just sandwiches, which is bizarre. You know, those sandwiches have sprouts and sun-dried tomatoes on them. So many 90s. A lot of a lot of cults. Like a big reason for the health food movement. They love sandwiches. Cult, cult restaurants. Really? This was yeah. a very, yeah. <laughs> really? I don't know if you're know. making like, that This up. is a, a pretty common <laughs> thing was that cults, especially in LA and like the West Coast, a lot of them, the health food movement was often started by a lot of really big cults. Stop. Like a lot of the, a lot of the, well, um, yeah. What's it called? Raw and all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The raw vegan stuff. We have, yeah. The using money as a front thing. We did one on. We did one about North Korea and North Korea has a chain of restaurants all around the world. And it's like hundreds of restaurants and all the money just goes back to North Korea. Oh, no. What Guys, restaurant? I was going it's, to say. I, what's it called again? It's called like um, Pong, Pyongyang. Pong something? Pyongyang. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's awesome and cheap, but it fuels uh, North you Korea. You go there and it's literally <laughs> like uh, the people who work there can't leave the premises. They, they sleep upstairs. Yeah. And then they can only like serve people and they play music. Like, you know, when you see those, like, I'm sure you've seen that weird video of like the kids playing like insane 12 string guitar. You know what I mean? Like it's all yeah. like that. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Crazy. So the yellow deli actually has 12 locations or 20 locations throughout the world. Um, wow. There's a bunch in the U S there's some on the East coast, some on the West coast. There's one in Japan and I believe there's one in England as well. So be on the lookout for the yellow deli. The yellow deli. I kind of want to go there, to be honest with you. No. And I kind of want to check it out a little bit. No, I you do. Here's the thing. So there's been. Yeah. 
There's been reports and people have gone there and they'll say things like the waiter talks to you openly about his vegan diet and sort of has this creepy look in his eye. But the stuff that's really troubling and we're going to get into it is you'll talk to like a female waitress and she will answer things kind of oddly and then look to a male coworker and sort of have this very creepy look. And somebody who... Um, one of the journalists I was reading, she said she had studied in like victim trauma and female trauma and like abuse. And it was incredibly large red flags were just flying every time she saw how these women were treated and how they were talking to the men. And it's it's just very, very disturbing. You know, and so like, yeah, you might have like a Yerba Mate, but then Yerba going to get recruited. <laughs> yerba, yerba in for it. I'm like, guys, come over All to the right. deli. We're having we got some great uh, sprout sandwiches here. You'll love it. It's yeah. cute. They have a great designer. Like they have this really fun 70s look and like everything's written by hand. Everything's like a photocopy menu. The thing that is really successful with their MO is that they they quote Uh, John Lennon, they quote the sort of idea that we all are having a tough time in life and we just need a happy, lovely place where we can feel accepted and people take us as they are and to kind of get away from the mainstream. And so it's super Mm -hmm. popular for hippies, people with man buns, like anybody who's like, (laughs) yeah, life kind of sucks right now, you know, and I feel isolated. Let me join this positive place. I read an article about a family from Australia and the guy was always considered like a happy, jovial guy. And he was Australian and his wife was from Europe and they just didn't trust any sort of modern religion. And they found these people just to be very inviting, very accepting and saying, like, let's just go where the love is. And so they brought their entire family into this. Yeah. Cult. And it sounds like something nice, fun hippies I would be into. I could get recruited easily by. But. Oh, pass the peyote. Pass the, <laughs> pass the mate. Let's go. Mm-hmm. But the 12 tribes. Uh, believe that Jesus will not return to earth until the 12 tribes of Israel are established on earth. And then 12,000 people from each tribe will usher in the kingdom of God. And sure, that's fine, but they're incredibly racist and incredibly homophobic as well. And they are not nice to their kids. Oh, no. Nope. Uh, They believe that they must raise 144,000 perfect male virgins who will be killed around the year 2070. Um, Their founder, Gene... Yep, these virgins are dying soon. Um, The founder, Gene Spriggs, basically read Bible's Book of Revelations and he's read a bunch of little sections from the Old Testament and just based his life on that. He started something called the Light Brigade, which was a Christian ministry for troubled teens that operated out of a coffee shop in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then it slowly started spreading to Vermont and really just sort of like encouraging this Christian life. At that time, they called themselves the Northeast Kingdom Community Church. Then it turned quickly to the 12 tribes and they established smaller communities throughout the U.S., it's basically following this. It's rooted in the Jesus movement of the 60s. It's kind of interesting. Like there'll be Hebrew names and everyone's given a new Hebrew name, but they're also very anti-Semitic. So it's this sort of like amalgamation of things that just this guy, Spriggs, basically made up oh, on his Spriggs. own. Yeah. And they interpret the Old Testament kind of word for word, which is always problematic um, because mm-hmm. then you have people like spare the rod, spoil the child, taking it super literally. They believe in slavery. They believe what? in extreme segregation. Yeah. Um, they believe in corporal punishment and um, lying is permissible. So the their guy said that Martin Luther King was filled with the spirit of the devil. But it's this one shitty 
white asshole guy who has created all of this. It, it wasn't even like it was a group of people that all agreed. Apparently, though, that's how they recruit. It's done by the community, the tribe. This idea sort of similar to a lot of the cults we've covered is that the community will help raise you. The community will be there together. But it's really this guy Spriggs behind it all. What's fascinating before we get to the creepy stuff and see so we can trade off on this um, that they recruit hikers on the Appalachian right. Trail. That's their favorite place to recruit people. I guess you're tired, you're athletic, you love granola, <laughs> so come on into our Yellow Deli and join our cult. And that's where they get a ton of recruits are these hikers. So just be careful if you're hiking and someone approaches you with a sprout sandwich. Like, <laughs> Just be very, very careful. careful. Don't take anyone's granola. No. There, A couple of reporters said they felt sleepy after they drank some of the brown milky tea so i'm not <laughs> quite sure there's nothing like evidence wise but people say they get kind of tired after they eat their food so it, it is just like the perfect storm to be recruited to a cult you're exhausted you're hungry your body's like working at peak capacity you're on an appalachian trail the mountains are calling you and then they call you to join their bible group so is gene still alive yeah it does make sense a bit too because those cults are always looking for someone who's lost and there's so many totally. people that they don't know what's going on in their life. So they're like, you know what? I'm just going to go on a hike for six months in the, Completely. you know, Appalachians and, and figure stuff out. And then they walk upon these people that might have the answer to what they're looking for. And they, they got and a lot of hip and they're hungry. So if you're walking, if you're on a trail, you're hungry. You're going to be susceptible. to this. <laughs> No matter what, you're going to want a granola yeah. bar. OK, so the group follows these three basic tenants, leave, enter and become. Before becoming a member, applicants must quit their job, give up all possessions, including houses, cars, and any cash in the bank. After then being stripped of earthly possessions, they enter a sacred covenant similar to marriage, dedicating their lives to the entire community. Only then can they become a new person. The men adopt a new name and modify their appearance to resemble the Messiah. Once the three tenants have been enact, Members will work at one of the businesses, do chores at the house, or watch and homeschool the children. Uh, when they get rid of their house or car and take all their and get all their money out of the bank, do they just give it to mm -hmm. the to the cult? Yeah, in a way, I think it's also like it's kind of the cult is a very smart thing where if something's too, they'll sort of make them get rid of everything. Like this family, this family sold and got rid of a lot of stuff, but sort of gave it to their family members to test kind of shut other family members up and then they gave he gave just the car to the cult so it was sort of like a a very meticulous pick and choose of what you give up so that they don't there's not a huge paper trail or so that family members don't really bother you like it said some people's this this family that they interviewed the husband's side thought they were just sort of hippie and fun and enjoying their life on a commune and sort of took took for word whatever they said and the wife's side spent 10 years hunting for their sister and the family and were completely like derailed and turned away and had like these creepy meetings and people following them for years to be able to to see their sister and they finally got out 10 years later but it was it's sort of interesting like it i think it's a pick and choose of what is convenient to remove those people from this their current life and situation yeah and um i watched this there's a a and e has an episode of cults and extreme belief dedicated to the 12 tribes and they had some interviews with a former with two former cult members and they were i don't know they they're still you could see tell that the cult members were still very traumatized by it so even though they had left so you have to cut off all your family um if you're leaving then the rest of the family is dead to you 
They believe strongly in spare the rod, spoil the child. And I believe that any adult in the community can discipline any child in the community. Um, and that includes physical punishment and corporal punishment as well for anything. Also, the punishment starts for children as early as six months. And this is incredibly upsetting. If you guys want to read, we're going to have notes in our um, in our document. And I don't think I need to like give them any more attention in that sense. But it's I'll say that like every room in in the house has to have a rod to at any time, you know, attack a child in a sense. And and the children are not allowed to have friends, laugh, talk. Any, I mean, it's 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 the most intense thing. So your sprout sandwich sucks. Right. OK, don't eat those. Go sprouts. eat a piece of fucking meat. I, I'm just so I'm so bothered because this thing is still yeah. happening. Like learn about it. And I know I have some amazing journalists listening from shout out to Solutions Journalism. But I think we really should blow this up way more. It's sort of weird. Some of these articles, it's Col- uh, Boulder's student news. They sort of are kind of quippy and funny and like, well, I, at least I like their baguettes. And it's like, no, 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 this isn't cute. This isn't like a funny, ironic There's thing. There's so many yellow delis throughout the wor- world. Let me tell you where these delis are so you can avoid them. Yes. Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Vista, California, Valley Center, California, as our listener mentioned, Oneonta, New York, Oak Hill, New York, Rutland, Vermont, Boulder, Colorado, Pulaski, Tennessee, Hiddenite, North Carolina, Chilliwick, British Columbia, Nelson, British Columbia, Katoomba, Australia, Kingston, Ontario, Kyoto, Japan, San Sebastian, Spain, Honington, England, General Rodriguez, Argentina, Warsaw, Missouri, Coxsackie, New York, Arcadia, Florida, and Brunswick, Georgia. So these are all the same one by the same group. And so each deli is operated by the cult members. So, you know, inside that deli then is housing and taking care of it in some capacity. Funding. A it's bunch funding of people. the people. Yeah. It's funding the cult. The people then are the cult are probably closely nearby. Now, the FBI has looked into this and did look into it in the 70s. And they lost the case. And they I think they rescued 140 children. And then they had to return them because of these religious rules set up in our law system in germany they rescued 40 children and because in germany the child labor laws were really wonderful and on top of it and it like it surpassed any sort of like religious excuse you can take out of it but then that tribe moved to romania i think in another part of spain so it was the czech republic so they moved to the czech republic that was it where the um corporal punishment was legal i think and in germany it's illegal yeah, I, I take back my earlier comment that I want to go check this place out. No, it sounds like boring. <laughs> it's not, but it's so interesting because these journalists that have, I get that the journalist is trying to make a cool spin on it. And I get that they're trying to be like, hey, isn't this weird? But there's just, I you can't get past it. There's nothing ironic. There's nothing funny. There's nothing cute about it. Are you talking about the Vice article? Well, yeah, the Vice one and then the Colorado. Yeah, all of it. There was it's a just, Vice article that's like, the deli with food so good that, it's even run by a cult or whatever. Like, shut up. It was sh- it was weird. It was like there's nothing quippy about this. This is like extreme trauma that people are experiencing. Um, w- the men are dressed like chill, cool, like hipsters and the women are dressed like Amish people. Like, it's just like it's, there's just also something where it's like what nothing is quite adding up. And the menu is very 70s. It's not going to add anything to your life. There's the literally a yellow submarine sandwich with sprouts, lettuce, onions, olives, tomatoes, yellow peppers. Like, you don't need that. You don't need that, guys. And the Yellow Deli is, their website is like copyright 2021. Like, they're still operating. They're still putting out things. Like, this is what's fascinating is in the group, you're not allowed to have phone, computer, um, 
internet, anything like that, TV, but then they're running a very successful web page for the Yellow Deli. That's insane. Yeah. I did find, I was reading on this hiker website that one of the hikers, this older man is very successful and he just goes to multiple Yellow Deli places and just like lives off of really? them, like as like lives in their hostel. Yeah. And he's very successful. He'll like live in their hostel for three months and then go live in their other hostel. Like he's the one that's scamming like them. benefiting yeah. from scamming them. But it's only heard one person inside a million of like abuse cases yeah. so i would stay away from the yellow deli yeah it's funny how a lot of these cults use a, a hippie mon- motif on the front like it's a very common thing jonestown all those totally. things are like oh we're all hippies we all love each other this is just how community should be and then behind the doors it's just like a total total absolute nightmare it is and and the thing is is that it comes you start at a place with i think all of us no matter where we are in our lives really no matter what century you're in there are we're longing for love and peace and ease of life. And there are new modern technologies, modern complications that make things difficult for us, no matter what. You can be in the 60s, you can be today. So it that message is going to work for anyone. Like, wouldn't life be better if we didn't have to deal with this shit? Yes, of course it would. But there's this element of breaking somebody down. And that's what's so hard is that I also think human beings, they have Right now, these cults have a very specific, perfected way how to break a person down, how to scare them, how to convince them that they're doing evil. Um, things with like miscarriages and stillbirths is because the woman was hiding evil inside her and she did this to the community. Like just a lot of shame and fear that they're feasting on, basically. And so what they're doing is also very textbook in a way. Yeah. And so you would look at these people and think like, why can't you get away from them? But they've been so broken down. They've been so isolated. They've been told that there's no way out. And it's very, very scary. Yeah. So moral of the story is next time you're hiking. Fuck sprouts. Fuck sprouts. <laughs> Bring your own food. And if you're a journalist who's like, oh, I need something to break. I want to crack something open. Um, please go. cover this, guys. Yes. Thank you for letting us bring you. This Thank topic. you for letting us talk about this incredibly disturbing topic. Yeah, don't just don't go to that. Re- they they definitely need to have someone do a very yeah a serious article opposed to just oh this is fun. It's uh they have great avocado toast, but they are all crazy crazy peeps. Thanks for bringing this to our attention, Shannon and Kate, Katie. And there's we'll have tons of articles linked. And yeah, let's get angry about it. I think it's a good thing to be yeah, angry about. Definitely. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being yeah. on our podcast, ScamWow. We just love you. And guys, check out Heist Podcast. They're so talented. They're so smart. Their work is very yes. thorough. You know we love You know we love homework. Yes. Matt, Sai, thank you for coming on ScamWow. And check out Heist Podcast. We really appreciate it. Awesome stuff. Thank you guys You too, so guys. Much. Thanks so much. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Matt and Sai, for being on this episode with us. Thank you so much again, listeners, for sending us all these really important topics and things that we have to break and things that we sure. have to talk about. And it's it's shitty, but let's let's do what we can to help each other. Yeah. And if you have any experience with cults or delis, oh, my God, <laughs> I'll tell you something right now in L.A., there's not a good deli to be found nowhere. Oh, my God. I just want some American cheese, lettuce, tomato and mayo on a hard roll. That's all I want. No, There's yeah, nothing. you just need to. The key is, I think they won't do it in LA. You just need to slather that bitch with mayo, like mayo's mayo. on both sides of the bread. Which I'm sure in LA they just do like a sliver in between the lettuce. But no, you need to put mayo everywhere, like like how they put cream cheese in New York City. <laughs> But there's no deli. There's nothing. Yeah. There's not that. There's bagel places. Sure. If you want to drive sure. 20 minutes, you can go to an artisanal bagel place. Is there a sure. deli? No. 
It's no. maddening. Guys, Sue needs you to send her some lunch meat oh in the God. mail. <laughs> Please. Help her out. There's, yeah, there's nothing. There are well, liquor, liquor stores, kind of like delis because they sell snacks and they're like deli adjacent. Sort of. Sort, sort of, of. But there's no. But all you're looking for is some mayo on a bun. I Yes. Do they have sandwiches? No. The liquor stores don't no. have sandwiches. They should. They, if their lives would change. They would change everyone's life. If the liquor they store would. married a sandwich store, it would be like the East Coast and you'd have a better time there. That'd be amazing. Maddening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, guys, so, if you have any of that, I worked at Quiznos for probably a couple months and then got bored very quickly and ate a bunch this. of <laughs> nubs of sandwiches. Oh, the scam I pulled, guys, when I worked at Quiznos is that each time you make a sandwich, like, you know, they're like square cuts on each side, but the roll is a baguette roll. So what I would do is cut, you're supposed to cut off like just the little nub that's circular. Sure. And then cut it down the middle. So I would cut off a larger nub and then take that nub as my lunch, as well as many nubs throughout the day, put lettuce, tomato, and mayo on it, and have tiny little rolls throughout the day. The nub thief. It's the nub I was thief. quite the nub. Oh, this is funny. I was just going to say I worked at a deli as well called Subbies in high school. So <gasps> That's we, it. I also made sandwiches. That's the key. This is how we survive. So, so guys, if you, <laughs> if you want to give us... What's the thing? Oh, guys, so, you can call our hot tip hotline because you know I love a phone call. 347-509-9414. And you can email us at scamwowpodcast at gmail.com or visit scamwowpodcast.com for back episodes, our Patreon and all that good stuff. Yes. And thank you again. And thanks, producer Kate. Thanks, Sue. Thanks, love Kate. you guys. Love you guys. We'll, you. See, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.